0: Shut up, and sit down. Welcome, everybody, to episode 290 of Third Shift. I, of course, am one of your wonderful hosts, the Mr. Eric. (laughs) Applause, applause fireworks in the air, everything else. And with me today is none other than the inglorious pastor himself, the man, the myth, the legend, some would say, Mr. Matt, Mr. Matt, hey, it's 290, sir. Woohoo! Welcome! We got 10 episodes left until the 300. That's right. Oh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. I don't want to think about it. I'm just going to...
1: Got to start sending those tweets. (laughs) Got to get those emails.
0: Got to figure something out. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of stress going on. But before (laughs) I worry about it, before I... stress about it hey man it's another week a lot of stuff's going on what's been going on this week what's going on how with you how's it going
1: it's been there's been a bunch of stuff going on but i'm gonna say it's been a stress-free week we're not we're not having no stress we're not doing nothing because on the real world front i went and saw the batman again because mom wanted to go see the batman she's been bugging me about it for the past two weeks and we all know if you listen to the show. I wasn't a big fan of it. I, did, I was like, that's a good movie, but I didn't enjoy it. And I went, okay, eh, reluctantly, I'll go with you. I got nothing going on today. Let's go. I loved it this time. I think maybe it was just because I was accustomed to the world and how it was going to be and his relationship with the world and his interactions with it, as opposed to just going in. You know me. I go into most movies completely blind. Tell me the story. And I was just like, I get it, but I don't get it. I don't know. It just seemed off to me the first time. Now that I know what to expect going in, I could appreciate like the, the little bits and the nuances here and there, even more so than some of the stuff I did appreciate the first time. And I was like, wow, I'm having a blast. So much better on a rewatch for me, for some reason, I don't know why, than on the video game front, because I didn't do anything else over the weekend or the week. Nothing else in the real world. Just Batman on the video game front, but playing most of the stuff that I've been playing. Elden Ring, I play it almost every single day. When I don't have other stuff going on. And it's a blast because it's just what I have always said. When I find a dungeon and it's too hard, all I have to do is turn around, go out of the dungeon, go out of the little cave, get on my horse, and I'll find something fantastic. I've been going through this whole other area in Lyurnia I had never found before. Found a giant dungeon full of ants and all the other stuff I told you about that linked up to the underground world and all this other stuff. Then I went on top of that, found these archer dudes, found the headless spirit guy I just talked to you about in that whole dungeon. It's amazing how on the map, it looks like such a small area. but in an area the size of just your hands together in a circle, you could find like five different things. And then I've been through this area 10 times doing those five different things twice each, you know, whatever. But this time, if I just go off to the side there a little bit, or if I just go over to this cliff face that I've walked past 10 times, oh, there's actually a cave in there that I never noticed before. Or, oh, there's this thing back here. Or, oh, here's, I went there at night and something else showed up. It's amazing. There's so much stuff in this game and it's ridiculous. Of course, also, been playing Gen Dark on my Vita at lunch. Went into some of the challenge stages, had a blast with those, got some badass weapons, went back to that one stage that had Gen in the room with the boss, smoked it this time. Felt so good. Playing Final Fantasy II Pixel Remaster. Did a stream of it today as we're recording this because I had the day off. And it was a good stream. I think I only got irritated once. And it, it was it went smooth. It went nice. It was how I want it to go. There's still too many random battles. And the dungeon design is still... I still don't like it. Because you go into a dungeon, and all, all floors of the dungeon, everything considered, there's 12 doors in that dungeon. 10 of those are empty rooms! That's bad design. I can't... I don't like it. But being devil's advocate, I understand it. Because the weird leveling system, you have to fight all the time to level up your stats, so maybe this is why you know, you waste time to go in there and have a fight, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It still makes me frustrated. But... It was a fun time. Overall, it's still fun. It's just, it's so strange. And then, last thing, I've been playing my Vita. I've been playing Pixel Remaster. I've been playing Elden Ring like a fiend. What have I not been playing? My Xbox. Hey, one of my New Year's resolutions, play an Xbox Game Pass game every month. Went on there, nothing appealed to me. Really? I have so many things in my library I've downloaded to play later for Xbox Game Pass. I went... That doesn't sound right. Or, you know, here's two big RPGs. Can't do that. I'm already playing Elden Ring. It's too big. I'm already playing Gen Dark. That's an RPG. Here's a, a story-based narrative thing. I kind of just did that last time with Genesis Noir. Nothing sounded good. I had that moment again. Just like I did <laughs> earlier this year or late last year. I went, I want to play something really stupid. I just want to turn my brain off and run around and jump and shoot. Let me go in the shooter section. Crackdown 3, perfect. Downloaded it, started playing it. I see why it didn't get such a good rep, but at the same time, running around and jumping and climbing buildings and getting those agility orbs and seeing your guy go, Traw! when he levels up his agility, still feels good. When you shoot a bunch of bad guys or blow them all up and all those ability orbs come shooting back at you and your guy goes, Braw! explosives are leveled up and now you can use this new grenade, it still feels good. So I've only played it like twice, a couple hours each time. It's silly. It's kind of sort of janky, but it's that kind of stupid fun that I needed in that moment. So it's a, it's an overall recommend so far. And that's it for me this week. I haven't done anything else. Nothing else I'm going to talk about on the podcast here. What about you, Eric?
0: Well, let's we'll start off with Ellen Ring because we've both been playing that. We've both been having a good time. I'm already over 50 hours oh, yeah. into this game. And there's just so much, so much. It seems almost impossible to me that a game that I haven't even begun yet. I'm only, I've only got through God, Godric. You know, that's it. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of other bosses in this game, main bosses. Haven't touched none of them. And yet here I stand at 50 hours, and every time I log in, there's some, like you said, every 10 feet, you can find a new dungeon. You can find a new hole, a new lift up to some weird exotic place. It's crazy. I was
1: going to say, and I've done one more boss than you, but then every time we talk, I tell you things that you haven't seen. You tell me things that I've never seen on any video,
0: never heard of.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane.
0: It's crazy. This game blows me away. And just that I can go explore, I can be what I want to be, and find new things all the time. Not knowing where to go, not looking at some guide that tells me exactly what I'm supposed to do. And just go, oh, I don't know, this place looks suspicious. I'll bet there's a, there's a cave here. I'll bet there's some kind of shrine or teleporter or something. Something's going to be over here. I'm just going to go wander around here until I find whatever it is I think it might be. Sure enough, yep. There's something there. There's always something. There's always something wherever I go, wherever I explore. There's something to go do, something to get. A lot of times, is it something I need? Nope. It's just some cool weapon or some talisman or whatever that has nothing to do with anything I'm doing as a sorcerer. But, oh well, it was still fun. I still battled this weird one eyed giant thing that was tied up in a noose and shooting me from afar for some reason. Doing I don't know why it's there. I don't know what's happening, but it's different. It's new, it's cool, it's unique. Oh oh I'm going to this one dungeon where there's the boss room coming up. Oh man, I gotta get ready for the boss room. What the hell just happened? All of a sudden I'm locked in this room. Oh I'm fighting this crazy thing. It's, oh jeez, oh Pete's beat it. Lol's Actually that was the boss. We tricked you. We we you know, we were trying to surprise you. Nice. And I'm like, Oh man, what just happened? You totally pulled a fake on me. Wow, I was just telling man about that the other day, you know, I found it.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, in the other dungeon that I went into, you go into the boss room and there's this big like summoned specter dude. He's got a giant halberd type thing. He can poke you from almost all the way across the room. You're running, you're running, you're hitting him, you're doing no damage. Oh, it's because the actual boss summoned this thing in. you got to go find that and hit it a bunch of times. But as you're hitting it, the other big thing is lumbering at you. And psh, psh. so you get two hits in. You got to roll. You got to. And then he disappeared again because he only lights up. You can see him once you've hit him. So now he's somewhere else. You got to navigate this room and find him again and do it over and over and over. It's beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. This is this the way they're taking these boss fights and taking these uh, environments and scenarios that you're used to, and then they change it up randomly. It, and it's stuff you might never find. Because mm-hmm. like I said, you can just golden path this. You can just, not even just golden path it, but you can just kind of stay in a set area or environment, and you'll miss a billion different dungeons, a billion different little you know tidbits and environments and storylines because they don't tell you. You know, hey, you just talked to this dude who said, go find my daughter up in the uh, church of Philip, blah, 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 and go do the thing. They don't say, hey, here's here's where it is. Unless you look it up or just explore, you'll never find it. And then that person goes, oh, you talked to my father, blah, 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 Now you got to go find the father again. Well, I hope you remember where you talked to that person. at. And it's this whole quest chain. And some of these quest chains apparently open up into entirely different environments that you don't have to go to. You'll never see unless you just do this particular thing. It's insane. It's it's so much. I'm on the old the the Renowitch witch right now, doing crazy stuff with her and all sorts of things going on. It's it's bananas.
1: And I haven't been watching too many videos of it, but I told Eric this before. I watched a speed run not too long ago, just to see because it's crazy glitches and weird stuff. There are so many areas that like I I feel like what I have now should be the whole map. But then this dude is going to crazy places with crazy architecture and crazy biomes. I'm like, where is that? Is the map that I have that I can literally see the borders of not even the whole map? Because it can't be. And it's enormous. It's huge. What I have unlocked is ridiculous. And it's so dense, like we said. Like, some of that Liernia area we've been through a million times, Mm -hmm. I went through the other side of it looking down from, you know, the cliffs down into the lake Oh, I found like three different grace points. How did we not see them? We've been all through there. But no, here's these other places that you can go. And then the map is, like I said, seemingly infinitely huge on top of that. And infinitely dense. It's ridiculous.
0: With boss upon boss upon boss that we haven't even encountered yet. Not only that, but there's, of course, these optional ones that come with the storylines and stuff. Like I know for a fact, like the Rena quest leads to a huge big boss or whatever. Don't that isn't even part of the story. Don't even have to do it. But it it gets you all sorts of environments and areas and stuff that you're never gonna touch otherwise. It's it's crazy. Every time I log on, I'm just like, man, hmm, hmm, scratch my chin. What do I do now? Where do I go? Hmm, am I ready for this thing? Am I ready for that thing? What should I do? And then I remember like, wait a minute, stop, Eric. Remember when that one little girl told you that if you went to the the Mistwood There was a thing, and you just never did it. Go there. Uh, You're past that, Eric. you got so much else you can do now. No, go there. Let's see what's going on. Oh, quest, 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 quest. All the way up into the newest area you're in, and you're like, oh, yeah, here we go.
1: That's the thing that gets me, too, is because, you know, we've beaten Godric. I've beaten the next boss. Part of me, when I log on, I'm like, all right, I need to progress, like, the main thing and find the next dungeon, because that's what I've been doing is... You know, I went all through Stormvale Castle just kind of on my own once we found it. I kind of stormed through the Academy to start with before we did it. And it's like, it feels like the next thing I should do. I need to find the next big dungeon and go through it. But since the map is so dense, I keep going. I go, I go. no, you, you can't do that. Go back down and clear out this area. But you can't clear out the area because there's a million things to do. Uh uh-huh. hmm and I mean, everything feels so good, whether you are doing main stuff or little side stuff. But it's just that bizarre—like you can just do anything, and it's just that weird switch in my brain. It's like I can't feel like I have to do story because I can do anything. I can't feel like I should just do anything because I could go do story. It's—it's it's so strange.
0: It's wild. It's such a good game. It's. A- well, it's, it's like we said it's one of those games I didn't think I was gonna ever play or get into really yeah but here we are it's it's insane I can't wait to see what's in store next like you I think I'm probably gonna follow the main trajectory for a, a little bit here because i I've, I've done so much weird side stuff I'm like all right I, I think I need to get a little bit further in the main story and then we'll we'll do it all over again but while I've been playing that I also got into some lost Ark. Me and the uh, you know the uh, cousin whatever you want to call it, you know been in there rocking it out. Uh, I've I've done a disservice in this game is I end up playing a lot with him, and he's of course already got like seven characters maxed out. He's just been rolling through. and He just rolls through with me, so I, I feel like I'm burdening him to uh, stay with me and do stuff. So I'm like kind of just going through the quests, you know. Just I'm at the point where I don't know, I don't have a clue what's happening. I have no idea what's happening in this game. Like the the gameplay's fun, and I'm enjoying that. Just you know, the Diablo style stuff. But <laughs> I'm a story guy, and I don't know what the st- I don't have a clue what's happening. I have no idea, so I'm just like, I don't. Okay, click, 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 click. Kill these dudes. Use all my super cool moves. Yeah, this is fun. Upgrade the moves. Oh, did you see what King Glosurio was saying? No, don't. I, I did not. I have no idea who he even is. I, I don't know. I don't know anything that's happening. I have no idea what the story is in this game or what's going on. I'm just clicking the buttons and killing bad guys. I'm like, I've never played a game like this. I don't do that. So it's weird because I'm loving it. The minute-to-minute gameplay and having a good time, all there. But me not knowing what's happening bugs the hell out of me. It just doesn't jive with the way I do stuff. So I'm like, oh. but I don't have time to go through and like play a character and just listen to the story. Because there's too much other game, too many other games to play, so
1: maybe what you do is what I've been doing with some of the Elden Ring stuff. They haven't done a lot of them, but there's uh, there's one dude who does like lore videos on Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. So I watched one of like kind of all the backstory, and he does a little bit like of on on the items. He'll do the research and read the flavor text and how that links to this event from the past. Maybe somebody does that with Lost Ark, who's got like lore videos, and when you're at work on the machine, you just click, pop the YouTube headphones. All right. So King Badago fought this guy, and then demon. he took over, and then mm-hmm. his daughter was a slave, so he went, and got her. Okay, okay, yeah, got it, I got it.
0: Now I know what the hell's going on in this game. Cool, all right. Yeah, that's going to have to be the case. I'll have to look it up and see if, I'm. well, I'm sure at this point someone has, because the game's been out for years in Korea and other places. Right, right. So someone's got to have it all put together. I'll have to catch up that way, because I'm almost going to be max level, and at that point, I feel like if I don't know what the story is, it's going to suck. You know what I mean? I, I got to know what the hell's going on to enjoy the rest of it and understand what the hell's happening with these end game bosses and stuff. So that's been a thing. Haven't been outplayed nearly as much as I'd like to of it. In fact, as we were recording, I got a text from said cousin who said, hey, man, I haven't seen you on in days and days. You want to get out and play? And here we are doing a podcast. So it's another, oh, I can't get out and play with you. Sorry, because I'm busy. it's unfortunate and the last game i played this week and i won't mention real life because nothing's been happening it's been the same old same old uh i do want to watch that jiu-jitsu kaisen movie that's out in theaters right now i'm hoping to this weekend but we'll see how how the events play out so uh and the last game stranger of paradise matt Oh, I got hardcore into that demo, really smoked it out, bought the game like we discussed because I was convinced. I was like, yeah, this is a good game. This is fun. I want to play this. I didn't get all the way through the demo. I got uh, pretty far in it, and then I stopped, and it was like, all right, I understand. I'm convinced I'm going to buy this game. I went back to Elden Ring. Here's the funny part. I was like, the other night, I was like, all right, you know, Elden Ring's kind of annoying me right now just because I was in a hard spot, and I was like, eh, I'm not going to deal with this. I need, I need to get away from this for a bit. Stranger Paradise. Let's finish that demo up just so when we carry over, we're just right there. I was like a baby. I didn't even know what was mm-hmm. happening. I'm like, bar, I was getting smoked, wasted by bad guys. Elden Ring and Stranger Paradise, they don't mix. They, it's yeah. oil and water. The controls, the way you do things and handle things, completely and utterly different. And to the point where I am in the demo, it's like, all right, you know what you're doing now. So here we go. It's no more here, oh, just attack and you'll win. No, it's handle your business. Use the stuff you're supposed to be using. And I got completely annihilated like three times in a row and I went, no, nope, I can't I can't get adjusted again to this right now because I need to stay focused with what Elden Ring has me doing. So I can't I can't play it right now. I can't even do it. And I'm like, damn it.
1: I I'm I haven't done the same thing, but that's what I'm afraid of because I bought it too. I haven't downloaded and everything. And I went, okay, well, should I start playing this? And I just had that feeling of like, I'm going to get into one or the other. It's going to be Elden Ring or Stranger Paradise, and they don't go back and forth. After I played the Stranger Paradise demo for those three hours or whatever, the next time I went into Elden Ring, I was terrible. I had to get back into just, you know, you hit something once, and then you back off and see what it does and see what you can do about it. I sucked that Mm -hmm. day. So I, I had that feeling. I am so excited to play Stranger Paradise, and get into it more, but since I'm so into this, and the skills don't cross at all, no. it, I feel, it feels horrible. Because I've just bought this game that I'm excited to play, but I can't play it. I mean, I could, but I can't. I can't. I, it's, it has to wait, and that has to be like the next big thing. When we're just like, you know, oh, we start up new game plus of Elden Ring. You want to just screw around? That's the time we can go play Stranger of Paradise, because then that'll be the main thing.
0: So unfortunately, yep, for both of us, Stranger Paradise has to wait a little bit because I got to get through Elden Ring, or to the point where I'm gonna be done with Elden Ring. But that's gonna be when I beat it, at least, because yeah. the game's too good. It's too good not to do this. It's too good not to play and have a great time in.
1: And both of them are. Yeah, I mean, Stranger Paradise is great. gonna be so I had good. Fun. You don't want to be half see, half see on both. Mm-hmm. You want to go all in on one and then all in on the other one.
0: But what I'm, of course, as always, worried about is that by the time I get done with the Elden Ring, get to the point where I can play Stranger Paradise, one of my other like super S tier half to plays cannot be ignored games are going to be there to play, and that's just the way it's got to be. And I'm worried about that. And then it's going to fall into the next game I play. And I'll get to it after this one, then and after this one, and then where where's it going to stand at the end of it all? And I don't want that to happen because it deserves better than that, because it was a great time.
1: I am worried about that, too, because Stranger Paradise is going to be a long game. It's going to take a lot. You know me, when I'm done with the long game, all I want are short games until I feel like another long one. My New Year's resolution came up, so I bought a couple other games that were in the backlog, like Metroid Dread. Triangle Strategy is supposed to come in sometime over the weekend.
0: I want that one hot, too.
1: Those are both huge games. Where are they going to slot in? And now there's another huge game. And, oh boy, I'm I'm terrified that I'm not going to beat some of these games until next year when I go, okay, I can't buy games until X date. Here I go, I'm going to beat Stranger of Paradise and Metroid Dread and Triangle
0: Strategy and Elden Ring and freaking everything. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, of course, that's been my week this week. (sighs) What is this other week hold? Who knows? A lot more Elden Ring, I'm sure.
1: This other week holds another game that I want to get, that I have to get, that I've been thinking about since the reveal trailer, when I had no knowledge of it, and then it popped on the scene, and I went, something about this, I want it and I need it. And I'm talking about Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which launches tomorrow as we're recording this, the 25th, developed by HAL Laboratory, published by Nintendo... I've been so hyped for this game, and now it's here, and every time I see it, this happens so much lately, like, I'll be excited for a game, but then the more I see of it, the more I want it. The more I see Kirby running around, using his little transformations, his regular ones, where he sucks up an enemy and takes their ability, and now he's using that in a fun way, the more I see that, the more I want this game. The more I see the big mouth abilities, where he sucks up a car, and now he's driving around you know, just screaming fast through a stage, knocking enemies out of the way, or doing stages that are themed around the card. He's got racetracks he's going through. You know, I see him suck up a vending machine, and it's like a combat challenge where you're shooting cans out of his mouth against these waves and waves and hordes of enemies. The more I see that stuff, the more I want to play this game. Something else I didn't even know was in here, there's Treasure Road stages and segments, where it's a timed challenge that's themed all around one of his copy abilities. So you have to accomplish this goal with this ability in this time to unlock more stuff, to upgrade your abilities, to get more stuff, to access more stages. The more I see that, the more I got to get this game. The Treasure Road stuff really did get me excited because, I mean, they, they've they shown off in a couple of reviews a couple of the stages. One is there's four switches you got to hit all in a row, but there's a fence around the stage. You know, Kirby can't go straight over and hit the switches. So you use your cutter ability because you throw it out and it sits there in boomerangs. And then when you recall it, it comes back to you. So you go to one side of it, you hit it on one switch, and all the switches are kind of going back and forth on each other. You run to the other side, and when they're all lined up, you call it back to you. Then opens up the little star gate, and you go in and get your prizes. I love that kind of stuff. I love puzzle stuff. I love challenge stuff. I'm getting more into time-based puzzle challenge stuff. I couldn't believe it when I heard about that. On top of the beautiful graphics... The usual Kirby awesome gameplay. Hearing that each stage has hidden paths and hidden Waddledees that you can go and get. Instead of, you know, you think it's a stage. You go from A to B and you kind of do stuff in between. There's hidden stuff over here. There's hidden stuff over there. You can get stuff to help you upgrade your abilities. So now your dragon fire ability, which was just you breathing some flame. Now you can jump up and you're shooting fireball all over the place. And your flame breath is ridiculous. There's so much in this game too that just makes me want to get it. And I'm going to have to get it because I want it to have good sales and I want them to do more 3D Kirby games because it's a Kirby game in 3D. If you think how Super Mario Odyssey looks, that's how this looks even though it is a a land and level based game. Like you'll go into kind of a beach land and you're going level by level unlocking all the stuff. Each level has like 3 to 5 challenges in it too. So if you just go from point A to point B, You know, you'll clear the stage, you can access the next one, but when Kirby goes boom at the end of the stage and he rescues his waddle-dee friend, you'll see, cross the finish line, but then more objectives underneath. So you can go back and play that stage, find those hidden waddle-dees, find those hidden paths, use your abilities in new and fun ways to access more secret stuff, do more challenges, and just the fact, every time I see Kirby and I see his little face, it makes me smile. I'm not afraid to admit it, it's super cute. Seeing his little transformations, his big mouth transformations, his regular copy stuff—it's so cute, and it puts a smile on my face. I'm getting it. I'm getting it after we get off this podcast. I'm going to buy it so I can so have can it and have it I can and sit. Have it sit. Yep. Yeah.
0: Until such a time.
1: <laughs> but just watch trailers of it. You'll see. I mean, it's been getting great reviews across the board. If you love Kirby, you're going to love this. If you like 3D platformers, you're probably going to love this too. Watch some gameplay. Watch some reviews. It'll put a smile on your face. Kirby
0: in the Forgotten Land. You won't forget about this one. Boom. You will not forget about that one. And you won't forget about this other one that I also have been interested in playing. And I've been keeping an eye on. And I want to play. But, of course, I have so many other things to do right now. This is a tough one. It's Ghostwire Tokyo. It was brought to you by Tango. Which, if you don't know, are the folks who did Evil Within 1 and 2. Which I... Love those games. Those are great. You know, Survival Horror. More action-y than Survival Horror, but they're still classified as Survival Horror, so we'll give it to them. Really cool titles. They went ahead and made another first-person game, but instead of shooting guns and this and that, you now get to be... uh, It's Akito, and the world... Well, I don't know about the world, but Tokyo has all of a sudden just went... Everyone's gone. Everything's bananas. You're in Shibuya. You don't know what the hell's going on. So you're trying to find out, oh, my sister, she was in the hospital. Things are bad. Let's go find out what's going on with her. Well, there's nobody there but ghosts. Ghosts are here. This is weird. This doesn't make sense. So you're trying to figure this all out. You meet this crazy undead uh, detective, KK, who's like, oh, you're, we're on the same goal. We need to figure out what's going on here. But uh, but you need my powers if you're going to win. Poop, boop, boop. All of a sudden, you get magic, Matt. You got magic. Now you're over here in first person shooting magic out your hands at these ghosts Handling business, first-person style, trying to figure out what happened to your sister, trying to figure out, well, obviously, what happened to everybody in Tokyo while in the Shibuya area, which, from what I hear, I've never been there, has beautifully recreated. Like, everything looks really good, the alleyways, everything else, you know, it goes with that. The problem comes is that KK he also wants to take over your body, you know. And so you two are having your own little battle with each other whilst trying to deal with these ghosts who are trying to kill you. And then you come across these yahoos and these Hanya—I don't know how it's pronounced—Hanya masks, these weird, cool masks, and they've got this whole agenda. Apparently, they know what's going on and what's been happening, and they're part of it. They're—they're—they're they're, they're trying to get the souls of all the folks here in Tokyo to do some nefarious things, end the world. Who knows? Probably end of the world you got to stop. So here you go now, finding clusters of souls, and you're trying to, you know, whoop, you suck them up, kind of like Luigi style, put them in this cool little thing, you take them back to these little phone booths, and then you stick them in there where they get transported off to be safely kept until you can figure out what the hell happened and fix it all. Now, while you're doing all this, like I said, it's an open world game, think Far Cry, You unlock all the different portions of the map using the little, you know, they're not towers, but shrines or whatever unlocks the different portions of the map. And then you'll find these blue light ghosts who have quests. You know, they're like, oh, hey, help me find my mother who did this or go do this for me. And, And as you do that. You'll unlock more skills, more abilities, because yes, of course, being this open world type game, you're going to have abilities, skill sets, etc. that you need to go ahead and improve on, and you can go like stealth routes, you can go crazy magic routes. It's the typical kind of thing you can do. And while you're doing that, of course, pursue the boss. You and KK, of course, while you're doing that, try to figure out who's in charge, who's not in charge, if you want to help each other. Story progresses. Looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's a mixed bag though, and this is where I'm kind of like I don't know I, I'm I I'm still interested, but if you go look at all the reviews, it's all over the place. You know, yeah, some folks saying this is a lot of fun, great game for what it is. Some folks are like, no, it's stiff. Uh, the story's weird; doesn't make any sense. This and that. Uh, obviously, it's not a survival horror game. It is an action adventure game. People went in thinking they were gonna, you know, get some cool jump scares, things going on, but that's not the case. Uh, apparently, there's some really cool, like, uh, spooky environments and and just unsettling things and some of the ghosts and some of the uh, the folklore, you know, in Japanese folklore that they kind of put into this game. But there, are, yeah, there's no like actual whoa. whoa, whoa. God, I'm, I'm terrified.
1: I don't know why you would think that, because all the gameplay you see is of, like, shooting magic and blasts and blooms yeah. and coo pow, pow, zoom, zoom. It's not like, ooh. The, like, the gameplay you see is like a tiptoe walk
0: through the mm-hmm. woods and then, ah, scary ghost. You don't have anything to defend yourself with. Yeah, it's... Right, right. It, they've never portrayed it that. And, in fact, yeah. he, even, the, you know, the individuals in charge of the game said, no, this is not going to be like Evil Within. We're We're going for something different here. So the expectation was, you know, not right. But you do see that in some of the reviews that "Eh, it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. And there's some other, you know, some of the some of the individuals reviewing it, say, like the uh, quest lines themselves, when you're helping the blue ghosts do something, it gets repetitive. Like a lot of them have the same type of quest. But once again, I think that's just personal taste, because if you ask me, that's pretty much all open world games or, you know,
1: I was going to say, especially you just compared it to Far Cry. You do the same stuff in Far Cry all the time. Yeah. And I mean, not, that's a bad thing. I said it like it was, mm-hmm. but hey, look, you got to go hunt 14 pigeons to craft, you know, the next ammo wallet. Oh, in the next area, you have capybaras, so you got to go hunt 14 of them to get the next ammo wallet. Nobody complains about that Mm-mm. when you're doing all the same stuff. It's,
0: it's, it's an open world game. It's an open-world game, and you should understand that going into it. It is not a survival horror, but with that, you get this cool set of magic and these really unique, fun quest lines and just unique people and things that you don't see typically. It's From the gameplay I've watched, I was all in. It looked like a lot of fun to me. And, of course, going to Tokyo, going to Shibuya in particular, obviously, sounds like a lot of fun. I'm all in. I can't get it now because i got too many other games, but... I'm definitely interested in it, and I hope I don't you know, skip over this one. I don't know.
1: I got two things on this one. First, the fact that the, the person you're working with who gives you supernatural powers is called KK made me laugh. You saw me laughing. Mm-hmm. It's because in Animal Crossing, KK Slider is the dog who comes and plays a concert on his guitar in the thing. So, hey, he comes in and invades your body and gives you his powers. I'm like, what, to serenade all the other animals on the, <laughs> the island? with like, a cool band. song so
0: gives you magic
1: Matt. he gives you magic, gives you magic. <laughs> the magic to entertain your fellow villagers. that's what you do that's right but then this game i will never get in play because every time i'm on twitter every time i'm on instagram it is every single ad is ghostware tokyo every single one stop it leave me alone now, I don't want to buy it out of spite. Even mm-hmm. if it's the greatest game ever, sorry. Every time I scroll through Instagram and I hear <laughs> the, the intro to it, you know it by heart if you've heard it. Yeah. The it's an intro to that ad. I've
0: seen it a million times. <laughs> no, it didn't work. You haven't sold me. No. You're never going to sell me. You've pissed me off too much. God bless. <laughs> That's like the Country Row Funimation joining uh, ad right now for me. All I see is that. And I'm like, stop it. I already have you. Why do you show me this ad? Why? Why do I got to see this? I already have you. <laughs> oh, God, please.
1: And speaking of something, Eric, that you and I already have, that's a big giant game that we got to play and push even playing Elden Ring Co-op out of the back burner for, It's Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. It launches, tomorrow as recording this, probably today as you're hearing this. Here it is. It's finally here. It was so barely around the corner, that I feel like it came out of nowhere. And the good thing is, it's getting some ridiculously great reviews. 9.5 out of 10 from GameSpot, I think it was, or Game Informer, one of the game review Uh areas. One of the game games. Game games, yeah. They gave it a ridiculous, awesome score. Critical hit. Everybody's loving it. What more is there to say, Eric? Wow.
0: Well, we'll say this. First off, yes, it is getting pretty good reviews, even the ones that are uh, critiquing it. Still give it pretty much positive reviews. They just mm-hmm. come out with your typical, oh, it's still just Borderlands and stuff. And I I, I don't want to go negative into this, but I do want to note one thing. One thing. So a lot of a lot of the critique is only around your typical like crazy jokes, the standard like Borderlands jokes fair. Now, a game recently came out called Halo Infinite. All right. And in that game, the grunts. They say ridiculous things that make no sense or just bananas. And everyone has praised it to the moons. Like, that's so hilarious. These grunts saying stupid things that make no sense. Just being completely bizarre and wild. We love it. That's all you can see. And then uh, it was Graham Timmons, um, the individual who used to work in this, is where the point goes, worked at Gearbox doing all the, the little tidbits like that for Gearbox. It is humorous to me, Matt, that in one game where this is just the, the this is common, it's always been there. These slapstick jokes, the one liners, the crazy things that make no sense, the bizarros. Once you get used to a thing, you start to critique the thing. Then, when in a game that never happened before, or never been before, it's the same thing, but in this new area that's never had humor like that. All of a sudden, it's praised. It's praised, and it's and this is where it's, it really made me smile. Not only is it praised, but the individual who did it is the individual who did it all for Borderlands too. And it's like, hey, hey, guys, remember that thing you were praising and saying it was the best thing that ever happened to Halo? It's the same person and the same things he did for the Borderlands. Why is it a critique in this one and a praise in that one? I don't. I don't understand. It's weird, you guys. Well, here's
1: one more weird thing that I've gotten from. I think it, I've only read two reviews because I kind of went mostly social media and review blackout over the past week. Oh, yeah. Because just like you said, I don't want to see too much because I want us to enjoy it and experience it. But I did read one review because Randy Pitchford has been tweeting them out all over, all over the heck because... It's been mostly really positive. I read through one, and they were saying, "Well, you know, when they go to this fantasy stuff, there is some kind of like tropey stuff in there, like the usual things you would expect." Like, but that's the point is that characters are playing a boxed game, like it, they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is the traditional—I mean, it's bunkers a badass, but you get the idea. They're playing a traditional role-playing experience, and then there is all the other stuff on top of it. So they're being. RPG tropes in there, that's the whole point. Like, that's not a negative because that's, it has to be that way because that's what they're, that's what they're doing in the game that you're playing. I read that and I went, I mean, I guess I get it, but that's the whole point. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't, I don't understand it.
0: Yeah. And this is where it all boils down to. It's a matter of perspective and and just what your mind Is thinking something should be or wants something to be. And after a while, I get it. You come to the Borderlands and you go, all right, here, let's see if they can impress me. But they're probably going to do the crazy jokes that make no sense. They're probably going to do this. And when they do, you go, why would you do those jokes again? Those crazy jokes. I don't like them.
1: I could even see that if it was just about something like Borderlands 3, because that's a whole melange of characters. There's all kinds of characters of all kinds of different seriousness and types and tropes. Mm-hmm. Not not even tropes, but like Borderlands tropes in that game. This is a Tiny Tina game. You're going to get wackiness. You're going to get craziness because she's the one telling the story. There's basic fantasy tropes, yes, because that's the base of it, but then it's going to go wacky because she's the one giving the story to you. She's the one making the story happen. So you can't... You can't not want wackiness in a game that's from a wacky character, that exactly. she's making this world. This whole world is her creation. It's going to be wacky. You can't say, I don't like wacky. Well, that's the whole point. This, that's what that's this literally is. what this is. Yeah.
0: yeah. So some of the reviews, and, and mind you, most have been great, but just some of the critiques have just been weird to me. So I wanted to mention it, but I didn't want to bring it into a whole negative or down thing because even when those critiques have been mentioned, they've still been given it a positive score. But I wanted to throw that out there. One thing I did want to mention, though, is, well, it's two things, really. Is One, me and you went into this way different than we have any of the other ones. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about this game. Uh, I've purposely just been not really paying attention. I haven't been watching the gameplay videos. I haven't even looked at the skill sets. I don't even know what the skill sets are because I don't want to know. I want to go in that first night, and I want to look at them and check them out and be excited. I've only very generally looked at everything just so I can at least know what I want to start with.
1: I was going to say, you'd know the general abilities for the classes. Exactly.
0: But I don't know the, the nitty gritties. I don't know the extra perks. I don't know any of that. I don't know where the story goes whatsoever. Uh, until recently i knew andy sandberg you know and um wanda sykes there you go i knew they were in it but i had no idea what characters they played until just recently I went, oh they're actually like the two other characters playing with you and the the bunker's a badass game i'm like oh cool
1: see i didn't know that see <laughs> i forgot that they were both involved i know when they first announced it we were like hey that's awesome because those are two awesome uh-huh. people and then it just went Whoop! right out of my head with everything else yeah
0: so it This is crazy. It's different. I've never gone into a Borderlands, except for way early on before we ever did any of this, into a game without any knowledge whatsoever. And with that, I just feel really good. I feel really good this time because I'm like, I don't know. We're going to experience this game playing it on Borderlands Night like we did in the old days. I don't know what's happening. I don't know where the story is going to go. I'm not playing it except for on Borderlands Night, which is the second point I want to lead into. I know we've told everybody listening to the show this, but I want to reiterate this. We're only playing this together on Borderlands Nights. Or, and if we do we play any other nights, that's fine too, but I'm not going to create a side character, and I'm not going to just run through it and do all the stuff and then come back and play with Matt later. I'm playing this game when me and him play, and that's it. So it might come slowly. You might not get You might be beating the game, and me and Matt are still only like one-third of the way through it. I just want everyone to understand right now that that's the way we chose to do this game this time, because beating the game, going insane like with Borderlands Three, doing all the things, it didn't get us anywhere. It didn't get us anything special or anything crazy. In fact, it kind of hurt, really, in my opinion, because we just beat the game and both were like, "Oh yeah, it was uh, okay, all right, cool, cool, it was fun." All right.
1: I was gonna say, I, as much fun as Borderlands Three was, it is ten times better. Well, most games are when we play together. Mm-hmm. And I also am not going to make a side character. I'm not going to do anything especially because of something I did read. I looked in one of the like the dev logs and it was like, "Hey, what do you guys suggest people do?" And it was, you know, the usual stuff. Try out every kind of weapon. Don't just stick to one thing. And one of them was explore everywhere because there's secrets and little things to find everywhere. And I went, "Nothing is worse on a Borderlands night." Then when you or I, because I've done it before too, and I just feel bad. I mean, like, When we're on the path and we're going out this way and I go, oh, wait, wait, wait. Come on over here. I know there's something over here. Come here, come here, come here, come mm-hmm. here. Yeah, point down right there. Look, see that? Yeah, did you get it? Cool, cool. Yeah. No, I want it to be us rolling through. And look, he, we came upon this crazy town full of goblins or whatever. All right, you know what? If, if you want to go to the west side, I'll go to the east side. Or we're just running together. Oh, r- run around, find this. Oh, what? What could be behind here? Because that was what we did so much of with Borderlands 2 when we didn't know anything. We're just scrambling around. And there's this weird like offshoot finger off the side of the map. There's got to be something over there, right? And it's got these weird rocks. I know I can clip up onto this rock. I know I can. I can get it. I can get it. What'd you find on the other side? Oh, you fell off the map and died. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing over there, but still it was fun. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's our experience. And that's exactly the point I was leading into, Matt. You you just got to it before I did. Was I went and looked at that same thing over on Tiny Teams One of official site, they've got the tips and tricks from the devs as the launch approaches. And all of them almost were, hey, explore. We've created all these cool snippets, dippets, little side quests, environments that you don't have to touch or do anything in. Do them because you'll find cool things cool stuff, fun things, all that. And I went, that's perfect for how we want to play and how we used to play. Was Quest goes up, up over here. Nope, let's go over here. And look, oh, there's a combat encounter. Oh, here's a well. Throw the coin in the well. I saw that just the other day. Coin in the well. Boop, all of a sudden you're in this whole different thing. Something's going on. Bam, we're drinking beers, we're having fun, we're in this totally side tangent area, exploring it all to hell, finding what it's got for us, laughing, having a good time. Didn't do anything in the main quest, doesn't matter. Just had fun and have some cool stories in the Borderlands world to tell.
1: And that's the thing I love most, and we have done it with past Borderlands games too, when you go around and we pick up so many side things, or you take the main quest back and they go, okay, well, you know, next you got to go to that way town over there. But inside of your town, ping, 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 ping on the map, there's five exclamation points. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go forward? Nope. We're cleaning up this area, and we're doing all the goofy quests. Because out of five quests, one is going to be that really stupid, simple one where it's watch a guy jump down a well because he thinks it's a super portal, and he just dies, and then you take his loot. But I love doing that stuff. And the fact that we're not going to know about the stuff going into it it's going to make it better. It won't be, oh yeah, I saw...
0: I saw that on, on Killer Sixes thing. Yep.
1: No. Yep. It's going to be all fresh and all new and all laughs and all good times or heck, even if there's some frustrating stupid thing, we'll see it for the first time and experience it live and, and live it not just go, oh yeah, everybody said this part's really hard so uh, they said, they said get a corrosive weapon see if you got one of those. Yeah, no. find
0: one of those and let's do it. None of that. Nada not, no. not a, not a, not so, while we may be slower, everybody, bear with us because we're going to have so much fun and we're going to experience Borderlands the way we've always loved to experience Borderlands. And I think the content you'll get from that will be better for it because instead of just giving you the quick hits, oh, yeah, we did that, 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 and we moved on, cool beans, will actually come to you like we have been lately with Elden Ring. Where we're like, oh man, they all last week. We went and did this and this and this, and that was hilarious. You remember? You like how we? Did? You'll get stories and good times instead of just a quick hit. This is what we went and did. Moving on to whatever it is we're talking about for the week.
1: We didn't even tell the people, Eric, oh. about our awesome Friday night in Elden Ring.
0: Oh man!
1: And what a great time we had <laughs> getting invaded every every second. second.
0: Every... Like it was terrible.
1: I even told Howard about it at work. <laughs> It's like you know we get our three characters and you know we run through it with me to the next grace point, reset, run through it with you to the next grace point, and then every time Shay got within five feet of that grace point to activate it, I can't click on it. What's happening? <laughs> Invaded by bloody finger In-made magoo. It. Like five times in a row that just that one section. It was so good. Oh so- my
0: god, dude.
1: It was so bad. <laughs> A fantastic tale, but we'll get that kind of stuff for just you and me running through in Wonderlands, and I'm excited for it.
0: I am excited for that. I I can't wait. I just feel I feel rejuvenated with this one coming out. Like It felt weird leading up to it, to be honest with you, that we weren't covering it like we probably should have been being content creators yeah. for Gearbox primarily, obviously. But now that we're here and it's too late to go back and change any of that and fix it or whatever, I'm like... It was better this way, because I get to go into this game, and I don't know anything, and I'm going to have the best time. I'm going to enjoy a Gearbox title again the way I used to enjoy Gearbox titles, and that, to hell with it. That that seems fun and sounds fun to me. So I hope you all bear with us, and I hope you enjoy the content we come with. I just kind of wanted to address that a little bit, because I know I'm sure some people listening are like, man, they really haven't really talked that much about what the hell's going on with the game or anything.
1: And I want to say too, I'm not disparaging anybody who does do that stuff cuz there's a lot of awesome content creators who are already ankle deep in it and I'm sure I'm sure Mental Mars has a whole Oh yeah, he does. page just ready Tons to go for when it launches about awesome skills and builds and here's the weapons that I found in, you know, his review copy that he got to see and here's what I'm doing and blah 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 and that's great. But that's not what we want to do and that's not how we're going to do it. So I don't want to say like, hey, if you want that, go elsewhere. But if you want fun stories and a good like raw experience of just going in blind, hardcore, going nuts, having fun, doing it this way too will stretch the game out more because we'll we'll play it in shorter sessions. Whereas when we did Borderlands 3, it was done like in a week because mm-hmm. I streamed it almost every day. I can go through a second time, but Mr. Beef's already a killer. So it'll be more fun for all of us this way. We can enjoy it. We can talk about it a lot more than just going, did we start True Vault Hunter? We did. Uh, we're still just playing solo. So I think it's a good idea. It's It'll be fun.
0: I do too. I think it's a great idea. I think it's going to be a blast. So stick around and enjoy the hell out of it with us because I'm looking forward to it. Like nobody's business. And on a side note, I know it's ain't like a show thing, but I'm going to say it on the show anyway. We got a thing we're doing tomorrow, so we can't play opening night. Mm-hmm. So you better you better regulate your body, Matt, because we need to get a playtime in. All right? And that requires some beers and requires a good time. Just letting you know. This is uh, this is the way it has to be. Um, So fig- you got to figure it out. Got to figure it out.
1: All you got to do is make your wife real mad, and then we can't go over to your house for the thing. And then we'll have to just sit at home and play. I mean
0: just cancel cancel friday just cancel friday all right man <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm saying that's an option i'm not saying you should do it <laughs> but i did think about that i was like well i'm going to get up i'm going to start the download and then i'm not going to play it saturday until is possible for me
0: but i know saturday night you like to do other things so yeah. but i'm just saying it's open for me you know what i do is what i do i don't care what i do it's
1: We'll see what happens. What oh, about you man. out there in podcast listener land? What are you up to? Do you already know all about Wonderlands? Do you already have your build all figured out and you know exactly what weapon to get? Let me know that so I can see it in the inbox and then immediately destroy it via the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. And find us on Facebook on third
0: shift. Indeed, you can find us over at that beautiful, wonderful Facebook. I've been there. I've been checking it out. I've been watching. I've been paying attention. In fact, I've got some stuff I'm supposed to do for someone who's always been part of the show and listened to the show. And it's going to upset one of the other hosts of the show. And it's so wonderful. And I can't wait. Uh...
1: What what are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Over on that beautiful Facebook, we are over there paying attention. You can give us the little on the facebook and i'll see it and i'll go oh what do you want need from me or matt oh we'll both help you out or here's another alternative you can go to patreon you can go and you go man i like those those dudes poop 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 dollar two dollars three dollars all sorts of dollars get in on these shifter monthly topics get in on the what you've been playing you know see what we're up to and the stuff we don't say on the show man how cool would that be? You can do that, just like some of folks have already. And, in fact, one of them gave us that awesome reply just the other day about one of the Shifter Monthly topics. Mm-hmm. But we'll go into that maybe a little bit later. Not right now, because it's the end of the show. But you can do that. You can support us in that way. You can also support us by just doing general mailbag questions, five-star ratings on the old Spotify, on the iTunes, all sorts of stuff. All of it helps us out, and we do appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, we do. And we appreciate you listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 31st of March, one day away from Quarter End, the pre-Quarter End special, when we'll actually be still normal and happy and human. We'll still be human for that day and that day alone. Maybe, because
0: I'm overnight's. So is but that not, the actual day? Is it, is it the day before the day of the, bulls, it's ske- the I mean,
1: that schedule. I mean, the schedule is look. for the second. Okay. Perfect. But that doesn't make sense because the review batches come out whenever they come out. So how do you not have a dedicated second shift in case on that in day? In case I don't it know. hits.
0: I don't know. Okay. Well, then apparently I'll be okay and I will be here for that last pre quarter end episode.
1: <laughs> we can always record it on a Wednesday anyway. And there are a couple- Yeah. It's a couple ones coming up in the summer that we're going to have to do that on anyway. Mm-hmm. But regardless, you can listen to that and any future episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And
0: we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we actually do appreciate it. I mean, we say it, but maybe you don't believe it. But we do, just like we appreciate the five-star freaking reviews on Spotify and iTunes. I need to get on that Spotify, and I need to start figuring out if I can monitor if anybody has done those five-star ratings over there. Because I'll be honest, I don't know. I haven't checked it. So I'm saying this, and then I I tell you guys, "Ah, you're not doing it. But maybe you have been, and I'm over here just being a, a schnook, you know?
1: Maybe we've got a hundred of them, but since my Spotify premium ran out, and the next five minutes I listened to was nine hundred percent ads, I have not been on Spotify lately. So I haven't uh-huh. even I don't even open the app to check because they'll they'll see that I open the app and, and then, just then they'll start ads. throwing they ads, punch me with they'll
0: ads, add you up. I know it's wild, it's wild. You got to get that premium back up, man. Go sell your blood, do what you got to do. You know.
1: I've been thinking about plasma lately. Yeah. There's ads everywhere. Yeah.
0: Like on YouTube, there's
1: CSL Come plasma in. ads all yeah, the time. It's like
0: 1250 bucks for your first four or some crazy thing like that. And I'm like, uh-huh. that's a lot of money for four plasma donations. Whew. Uh-huh. Man, uh, this, I really might need to be doing this. I don't know. Or we could <laughs> never do that because y'all could get on the Patreon and just throw money at us. And we wouldn't have to <laughs> sit here thinking about selling our pancreases and our kidneys and our blood and plasma. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Come on, everybody. Help me help you. What if I'm dead? I can't do the show if I'm dead. I don't think I can be alive without a pancreas. Maybe I can.
1: That's, I you got to be on dialysis for that, dude. But regardless, <laughs> this is the point where the show starts falling apart. So at this point and this point only, there's nothing else to say but.
0: No, <laughs> don't to forget forget say. say. <laughs>